This is a Baby Brunch podcast. I got to connect with a style guru this week, but not for my own wardrobe or for a red carpet opportunity. No, no, no. This time it's about the wardrobe for our children, but also what goes into that nappy bag. Aleta Yoani Winkler, I'm on your website and I'm very excited. She provides a... An image consulting and styling business with makeovers and inspirational talks for women for all ages. And I'm quite amazed and inspired because I've seen you around these women. I've seen you on stage speak, not just to women in terms of style, but in terms of inspiration. And I'm so lucky to have you on this podcast. A little welcome to babybrunch.co.za. Thank you, Elona. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. I want to know first, tell us about your business, because the truth is, I've known you for so many years that I've seen you change career. Why did you initially start an S or South African consulting business in terms of our image? Just over 10 years ago, I actually went into the image industry. It just all roads led to it. It was crazy that I haven't thought about it earlier. Actually studied journalism, didn't go into that at all, and then ended up doing a course in image consulting and absolutely loved it. Immediately started my own business in consulting women and, and motivational speaking, etc. And And then about three years ago, I had the opportunity to take over the company that I trained with and um, ever since have been training other consultants. So I am totally in my element, just being able to empower women to do what I do and do it even better and to change women's lives in the end because that's what it's all about. It's like inside, outside, the whole shebang, not just what you wear, but really how do you see yourself? What do you, how do you value yourself? What do you, how do you feel about yourself? All of that plays a, plays a big role. I know that you and your husband both, you have massive hearts and I've seen you work with people and you love God and I've seen how you sing and do your things. In fact, in my house, I've got a, a, a story book. I've got a Bible that was written yes. by you and, and the people that inspire you around you with music. So, I mean, you do a lot of work that helps people, that that helps moms and dads and, and children. And when it when it came to packing nappy bags and looking after our babies in the in such an important stage when they arrived, I thought, who better than to ask you to do it? So so thank you so much for not just consulting on, on us, but also our children. So let me quickly tell you about what makes this lady credible, okay? I thought that when Aleta had a first baby, she's credible. And then she had another one. And then she had another one. So she's got three sons. And how far are you now with your current baby? I am 38 weeks and five days. <laughs> so you're waiting, hey? I am waiting. I literally, last night, I was lying in bed and I felt her pressure down. I'm like, sister, you are early. Wait a little bit. The others, the boys, I needed to say, you come out now because I couldn't handle it more. But I, with this one, I still need to do some things. So she must she must wait a little. We're very, very lucky. Uh, being being a mom in business. Okay, so let's talk about it because you, you obviously had to do it recently. I mean, as recent as you are waiting for this baby to arrive. Yeah. When you pack your nappy bag, it's quite overwhelming. I mean, I remember packing it, unpacking it, packing it, unpacking it. How do you know what needs to go in it other than what they teach you at the antenatal class? <laughs> the hospital letter they gave you. <laughs> what goes in it? <laughs> the hospital letter they gave you. <laughs> I've gone through the same process of, of putting it in, taking it out, putting it in, taking it out. And I think it's my husband and I both are overpackers. Like, seriously, I don't know what we're going to do with another one in the car. <laughs> A prep and extra suitcases. We're going to have to freaking buy a full-blown big bus. Rather have too much than too little. 
And with babies, you never know because they can vomit and they can do things and have reflux. You ne- I don't know what to expect. So I, I want to be prepared. So what I did, I mean, I, I also don't know how long I'm, I'm going to be in the hospital. You, you bargain on about two days, maximum three. Um, what they tell you is to put in five outfits. So I would, and I'm thinking it's summer, so she's going to be hot. But then you're thinking she's coming out of the womb where she's actually very warm. So you must keep her warm. So I am, I'm, I mean, I haven't done it in forever. This is, this is like six years gap between my last baby and now. Um, so I have to get back into it. What I did is I had an outfit like with a vest and a baby grow and a bib and socks for five days okay so you pack a full outfit for five days at least so by full outfit we mean a hat the baby grow socks do you do you dress them in a vest and a baby grow yes i do i'm a vest and baby grow mom i've always been i think i forgot i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would rather and in the summer if they're hot i would rather just keep them in their vest than in in a or in a light little baby grow that's like a vest but um i do like the baby grow and vest i remember initially being terrified of putting a bib on a newborn what's your feeling on that why were you terrified? Let's let's talk about you. Because I know, because I kept thinking, what if the baby, well, at this age, they don't turn, right? So Yeah. All of my boys had reflux, so I went through bibs like friggin' and spuchtuka, what do you call it, vomit nappies. <laughs> and I mean, you can buy them cheap. It's like a cotton um, linen, uh, call it a diaper, no, it's not a diaper, a square. But it was the men, it was the diapers we grew up on. Yes, in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> 90s what are you talking about <laughs> so how many of those do you pack do you pack um, enough spuchduka or enough burp clots how many how many do you stick into your bag I think I have four okay they spit a little bit on one corner and I can use it until I can't use it anymore so that is definitely something and I don't know and I mean I'm trusting that she won't have reflux she will be the different one the one not coming out with that but I mean I went through the bips oh my word I always had an excess of bibs and and burp cloths with me because of the reflux because you burp them once and everything comes out i want to add something to this because i just remembered something now just talking through this i remember packing pajamas for myself for after the delivery and in my head because it was my first child i thought i'm gonna pack my size 10s which which is a (laughs) uh, yeah thanks thanks for the laugh i (laughs) let which is the size that i was before i was pregnant right so I packed pajamas, not thinking that when the baby comes out, the only thing that will maybe shrink is my tummy. All right. So if I can give advice, the only you want to pack pajamas that you're wearing now while you're pregnant for the hospital. Sublime. Because chances are you're not shrinking. <laughs> okay, you will not shrink. Yeah. After the baby comes out, you'll still be the same size. Your tummy will just be a little bit flatter. Yes. The only means that all that say suck. You you won't you won't go flat after the baby just yet, okay? For sure, it's, I'm laughing because I had exactly the same expectation with my first child, and that is after gaining thirty kilos. What was I thinking? <laughs> like I was gonna, I was just gonna fit into my normal clothes. No, so I definitely, I, I mean, I just packed mine. The the, doc, the hospital also recommends that you have um, pajamas that opens in the front, to, so you can have little buttons. But I didn't have that, and I was not gonna go and buy it now, especially for that. I have one that can lift up. And then I'll throw over a cloth if somebody comes in while I'm busy breastfeeding. Or you just leave it open. Yeah, like seriously. (laughs) Okay, so the buttons I remember now, that's quite useful because then you can, and and especially in the hospital, they teach you, you, have you mastered breastfeeding after three babies? I 
believe so. Once again, it's been a while, but yes. I'm just checking because I know that when they assist you, they literally, you want them to be able to hold the boob and to help you. So it's better if your, yes, they do that. Um, It's better if your drummers can um, unbutton. Baby has arrived and now the nappy bag is something that is still in the life, but you're no longer in hospital. You are now out of hospital. Hopefully, please God, you're at home, you are safe, and your baby made it out of ICU, just like in my case, and you are now home. Do, do you still overpack your nappy bag? I mean, what's the one bit of advice you can give to, to stick in there? I mean, later on, when my baby started using bottles, for instance, yeah. I realized that the water doesn't have to be boiling hot the whole time. You know, it, it can be room temperature. So it can be a cool down bottle that you that you mix formula with. Is there any advice you can give? And, and I say this because... I learned to pack that bag as quickly as I do my golf bag, man. I was like, okay, let me let me do this, you know? Yeah. What advice do you have for us when you are going on an outing with baby and you need to pack the baby bag? Okay, so like all of us as moms should know, you definitely have to have at least two pairs of extra clothes because you never know if that diarrhea is coming through or if they have a whatever. And it's it's it has happened that you are caught off guard and maybe it happens twice and your extra there has been um, dirtied. So, um, so definitely extra. I would always make sure, even if it's it's warm outside, I'll have some. Oh, yeah, I'll have something warm for if it cools down, and comfortable. So you, you normally take them out in their little smart outfit, their little show off, cutesy whatever pants. But always have something comfortable, like a baby grow. A baby grow is just so comfortable and warm and practical and easy to put on and small to put in the bag, so it doesn't have to take up a lot of space. So I would have about two extra baby grows in the bag with two extra vests and obviously a lot of nappies. I, I, I will just always have a lot of nappies and also, again, the birth, the burp clots. Even though I was breastfeeding, I was this very, very nervous mom with the first ones. I would always have some formula just for in case they reject my breast whenever I am. Wow. Wait a minute. This is important. So you kept formula on hand even though you were breastfeeding? Yes, because I did sometimes top them up with it. I was I, I went to a baby guru when I was um, when I had my first one, and and she had gave, gave me this sheet of he must have 150 mils at this time and this and this, and and I don't know if that helped me or that ruined me because I at one stage when I breasted, I'm like, how do I know how much you got in right now? I don't know. So I would start expressing. Now only finding out that it's it's not good because then they get used to the bottle and it's way easier to drink from the bottle than from the boob. So they prefer that in the end. And then then they sometimes would reject me and sometimes not. So I was always like on the edge. I would have a bottle ready for in case. For in case on that day. And it has happened, oh my word. We were at like this beautiful wine farm and I had to go to the bathroom to breastfeed my baby. And at that moment, he's like, I don't want you. I don't want you anymore. I want a bottle. And I'm like, I don't have a bottle today. Today I don't have one. You will drink. From your and then you stress and then the milk doesn't come and mm. so you know what be prepared for everything and anything i think that is the safest because then you won't be caught off guard sure just speaking to you makes me want to just add like 10 quick fire questions in here because i just realized that there's other do, do you believe in scented wipes or no scented wipes i was very um, uninformed with my previous children i now don't want to do scented i want to go as natural as possible um, I, I think the world has changed so much in awareness of of chemicals and um, and now essential oils and the importance and stuff that I kind of feel, and especially I think with a girl, it's a bit it's a bit different as well because because you're going in there. Um, so I'm I'm you know I want to go as natural as possible. 
let's, uh, let's, let's quickly get to baby and why we actually had this podcast, which is the wardrobe. And at age, let's say from birth to three months, I remember how anxious and mm. crazy it was when the baby is now three months old. Now you have to buy new clothes because three to six months is now the next step. But then you find a newborn yucky in the cupboard and you're like, oh, we forgot to wear it, you know. In order not to waste, how many do you really need when baby comes out of hospital? So let's say you have a newborn. It, I think it depends on, on how big the baby started out. My um, my boys were all over four kgs, so we never wore wow once and i and and so my first my first advice will be if you received clothing as gifts at your baby shower do not take the tags off because many retail stores give you the opportunity to go and exchange or get a voucher um i i i literally washed my because you wash the clothing before the baby comes i i took out the ones that i knew i was going to wear and selected for you and the first, you know what? It's now my first girl, so the the pressure is on to put her into all kind of headbands and cutesy outfits. But in the beginning, it it feels to me like it's it's just too much and it's over. They all they are so small and so they just want to be warm and comfortable. And I think in the beginning we must we must focus on that. There's going to be a time for you to dress up your baby and to make her look cool, and then she's going to want to do it and etc. Or like my girls don't want to do it. <laughs> I promise you, I see sometimes newborn babies on, and I'm like, I feel sorry for the baby. Like, <laughs> poor thing. It's like, show me your baby. Ta da! <laughs> I present to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like a fast-up moment. But yes, so. <laughs> So I think the first, the first, I, I focus on no to three months with my first section. I don't go for newborn because I, even if it's a little bit big, I know I'm going to get the value out of it. I would suggest even at your baby shower to have, what I did is I would, I asked for vouchers because I then know that I can go and buy my own things. You do get, you get the mother that's, that's a cute outfit and she's going to give it to you, which is fine. But um, I, I just feel like I know what I'm going to need. I would rather have vouchers and then only – and don't spend it all before the baby comes. I still have a bunch that I now am prepared for naughty three months. And then I wait until I can see how big she's going to be by the time the winter comes. So I have some general things that it's already in the cupboard that I've received. It's baby grows. It's comfortable. Yes, I can see her in that by that time. Um, but in general, I'm going to wait until she gets there and then I'm going to use that voucher to go and purchase something that is applicable for that season. Rather than trying to kit out a cupboard for the first year and then you miss a season or she outgrows you or she is small, I don't know, and then you sit with those, those pieces. How many vests do you more or less pack for zero to three months? So how many are in your wardrobe right now? Wardrobe right now... Um, short sleeves, probably about seven to 10. And then also long sleeves, probably the same. Okay. So that you can wash and then reuse if you need to, because in three months time, baby's grown. Um, how many hats do you have? Oh, mommy. Oh, I have a, a mother-in-law that, that um, crochets like a jam. So I, I still have from the boys as well, probably about five, not many. I, I haven't really done, because she she's coming in summer, so I haven't thought about um, beanies much, I must be honest. Don't you let her wear a beanie in summer? No. Okay, I'm just checking. Don't newborns want to wear a missy, a, a beanie? Maybe they do. All my other children were like autumn winter babies, so that was a that was a no-brainer. But now I don't know. I'll see how she goes. I have, so 
I'll definitely put on a sun hat when we go out in the sun. I'll put something on there. If I can get a cool, maybe a cotton wool one that's not going to be too hot because I don't want to overheat her as well because I live in Cape Town and it's hot. You're right. It is It is hot weather. Yeah. I don't want it to burn up as well. Blankets. How many do you have? I can honestly tell you that I have bought one dress for my girl and everything else was just like given or the baby shower, the vouchers that and I handed went down, and bought yeah. stuff. And they're very many. Oh, my word. Lots of hand-me-downs. So I have two um, I have two nice wool warm blankets for like winter. And they, they tell us now that we have to bring one with to the hospital. Then I have received many receiving blankets, the cool cotton ones. I probably have about seven or eight of them where you can wrap them in and swaddle them in. Um, in the beginning, but it's it's good for summer because it's not a it's not a thick fabric. And you know what? Those receiving blankets. Speaking of which, the receiving blankets I remember now. I also use them as burp cloths when I didn't have enough. So there's a there's a thin type of one, like a cotton one that you get that you can fold and you can use those as a burp cloth as well. Absolutely clever plan. Nappy size. They gift you nappies. How do you know what size to get? So so for when baby's born, like I had a prem baby, not knowing that I'm going to have a prem, so I had size zero. But then eventually I got smaller ones so that she can fit into them. You know, how do you know what size to buy? Because now baby's already a size two and you still got ones left. Yes. So once again, I um, I will not have too many of the number ones because they do grow qu- quite quickly. And and number two, you can start wearing early, like at four kgs already. So it's not, um, it's not uh, you have to wait for months to get to size number two. But my advice would once again be do not unpack the nap. Don't take them out of the bag. Keep them stacked. I've got a, a wardrobe now with the nappy stacked. And there are retail stores where you can take the nappy. doesn't matter where you have bought it or received it from. They will exchange, If they stock it, they will exchange it for you for a bigger size. So don't unpack it. Just keep it in your container until you see, okay, I've got, okay, I'm over number one and I still have number one. You mean don't don't physically open the bag so that you can take it back because they because it happens all the time so they they're prepared for that which is good. What size jacket do you buy for baby when they are born? Like if your baby comes in January, how do you know what size to buy? I do have some warm things obviously because the weather in Cape Town is unpredictable and it can change four seasons in a day. So I would do not to three months, not newborn. Right, and a warm jacket. Like if you want to dress your baby in a down wool jacket. It's very cold in winter. My mom bought me a, a little um, warm outfit for no to three months. And I'm like, January, February, March, she probably won't wear it. But I'm going to have that as backup that if there is a cold day, I'm going to have a warm outfit. Okay, so you can't. If a baby's going to wear, let's say, three to six months, um, let's say based on your delivery. So let's say three to six months. The baby's going to be five months when the weather cools down. What size do you buy? Do you buy six to 12 or do you buy three to six months? I try to go ahead. I know because they grow so fast and it's really not worth it mm. to um, to wear it once and then it's too small. So, yes, I would I would go a bit, little bit ahead, even if it's a little bit big. Okay, now we know what to get Aleta Yoni Winkler for her, ba- <laughs> her baby's delivery. Um, while, while I've got you here, because, I mean, I know this was a chat about only style for baby and I think you give us clarity. I think also you need to follow your gut, follow the hospital list and then – overpack like you say because in hospital it's not like they're going to say you hey lady with a suitcase <laughs> Come back. like you can you can take the suitcase right? you can take the suitcase right <laughs> but while i while i have you here um what's your what's your feeling on on strangers touching babies like when will you when will you take your baby out of the house when she's born 
Do you do you are you the mom that stays indoors for three months, or are you the mom that hands the baby to everybody that asks? Do you know that I had someone come up to me? I'll never forget it. I was sitting with my daughter on my lap. She was about six months old. And this woman stuck her finger into my child's mouth to feel for teeth. My word. My brain switched off so much that I don't remember what happened next. I don't remember. I was like... <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually crying while telling this story. I don't know what to do. Even now, do you know, I ended the meeting. I left. I'll never forget it. I, I took her with to a meeting. It was a meeting that we were having and the, the client's friend was with and the friend that was the friend that did. Yeah, now that I will definitely not allow. People, especially the older generation, they they seem to do it. Little aunties think that they they are a grandma and they have got grandchildren and now they are. And especially if you're in the public <laughs> sphere, people feel that they know you and they can just walk up to you and, and t- talk to you and touch you and whatever. So, no, I, I mean, I, I in the past would have been in, in my room and in my baby's room for six weeks probably, just surviving, just getting this baby in some sort of routine. But, yes, you have to go out. And I think now that I'm older and more experienced, I will probably go out a little bit um, sooner and, and um, you know, just take on life because you can't, you can't exclude yourself and seclude yourself for too long. But I will not let people touch my baby if I don't know them. How do you say no? What do you say to them? No, I will just like pull the baby away and like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been in a situation like that. But I mean, I've, I've had strangers come up and touch my belly now with my pregnancy. That's also the other thing like, okay, <laughs> just like make yourself at home. I'll never forget. I was at the Baxter and uh, a lady came up and she, she touched my baby. Now by then, baby's head was already where your cervix is. And she touched, she was quite intimate with me. And I don't know who she is. I didn't know her. And I think, you know, because in the last months of pregnancy, you know, you become courageous, a little bit crazy. So um, I looked at the lady and I did the same to her. I groped her tummy because she was quite, you know, she was a little, she was quite soft. And my husband died a slow death. He didn't know what to do with me. And the lady turned red in her face and she wouldn't communicate further. I could see her switch off. But I wanted to show her what it was like. I've never told anyone this story, but I, I remember how uncomfortable it felt having someone touch my my, my um, I don't know what to call it other than how private it is, really. And, and I did the same to her. You know, I, I grabbed her tummy really firmly and I said, this is what it felt like for me. And she, she I guess, learned a lesson. I'm not sure. The other thing that happened to me was, and I'm, I'm listening to you saying that you'll take the baby away. Someone lifted the, the little blanket that was over the, the, the stroller where, or the pram that I had the newborn in. And she was five days old and I was courageous enough to go for a walk with my husband and she needed a bit of sun because she was a bit yellow, you know. And um, at one of the tannies at the local grocer, she, she, opened, she opened the cloth and I, I went for her neck. I grabbed her and because you, you knew at this, you know. And, and only a year later, she, she came up to me and she said to me, you know, Ilana, you grabbed my neck. Do you remember the day that? And I said to her, "Yeah, you shouldn't have lifted the cloth off the bed." <laughs> no, but I apologized. We live in times where you you can't take chances. You, I mean, with people stealing children and babies, you can't take chances. You can't take your eyes off your child for one split second. And on the other hand, luckily now these days you have those wrappers that you wrap your baby in the pram. Th- those. Those that's new for me as well because I haven't had it with the other children where you don't just throw a blankie over. Do you know what I'm talking about? They have this these cloths you put around the whole thing. Yeah, I know it. 
um, they, they've got names for them, but but it looks like an oversized T-shirt when you take it off and then you 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 put it over the pram. Yeah. So it's not as easily openable. <laughs> I loved mine because it it um it prevented the the baby from getting too much light. What is what is your feeling on what what advice do you have for moms who are unsure who are unsure of delivering i know that you are pregnant and that you've done it for this is your fourth time and we are we're so excited with you aleta i become emotional every time i talk about your baby it it's really such a blessing for all of us i mean we were not there for all of it but what what advice do you have for moms that need to deliver a baby and that are that's terrified yeah, you know what? It's amazing because for me, I mean, I'm literally counting down the minutes. And I, I said to my husband, it's crazy to think about the billions of people in the world that all were delivered somehow. We were all in our mother's wombs and we all needed to come out. And I believe that I think the majority of those moms, especially in the olden times where you literally don't know what's going to happen and, and they didn't have the, the medical assistance like we had today, that that fear in those last weeks of what is going to happen, how is it going to feel and there's no turning back. This baby has to come out. Is it not just the most amazing miracle ever? Like you, you can't at this point say, okay, sorry, now, yeah, I, I thought this was for me, but it's not. But the how God created us in such a beautiful way that it's going to happen, and it's going to happen in the in the most natural way possible. And yes, there might be complications, but yes, luckily we live in times where we have split second medical help available if anything should happen. So. I, I am in the beginning of my pregnancy. I was looking forward to the delivery, and now I'm getting nervous because <laughs> it's coming back to me now. <laughs> the pains and the, the flashes of of um, it's like a stabbing pain. But you know what? The it's. I remember my grandma. My grandma had like so many children, and she told me the the moment you hold your baby, all of that is away. It just goes away. You you don't even remember. You can't even describe it to somebody else. So it's just something to look forward to. That initial meeting with this human being that was inside of you for so long and that heard your voice and then that's what I experienced with all the other ones the moment they heard me speak they would cry when they come out and then they hear me speak and they would they would go silent and uh, I was like oh my word and just that immediate love that you feel towards your baby there's nothing like that and and I'm, I'm excited to feel that now I'm nervous for the birth and you I'm nervous because it's just normal to feel nervous um, and how quickly it's going to happen and get, am I going to get to the hospital in time and is it going to be quick or long or what? We, you don't know because you don't know. All my children were different, all of them, like from 17 hours to hour and a half to six and a half hours. Like, yeah, yeah, don't know. Hour and a half. Yes, my friend. Stortkrom. Wow. Did you, did the baby come in the hospital on an hour and a half? From the first moment I realized I was in labor and I got my contractions, it was like five o'clock on a Friday afternoon and getting to St. and Medi Clinic was not easy. And when I literally got onto the bed and my doctor walked in and that baby came running out, like it was very, very quickly. With your current baby, are you going to have the boys watch? No, they'll, they'll, no, they won't be there. They, I don't want to scar them for life. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I had to ask. I was just curious. I have videos of all of them, of the births, and we will have another one for one day when they when they are big enough or grown up enough to eat. Um, my sister told me that. She's, she actually showed her children at a young age. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm right for that or ready for that. But she said, I think the almost the security of knowing where you came from. But I, I mean, my children know. I've explained. They know what's going to happen. They know, how they, yeah, they know there's going to be blood involved. They know the whole shebang. 
But I just don't think the little human bodies is ready to experience that already. What's the best part of being a mother for you? What do you What do you enjoy most of of being a mommy? Wow, I can honestly tell you that I am not a typical mom. I am not the um. It just it's my personality type. I I take motherhood in my in my stride almost. It's like one of the things on. It's just. I'm not the mother who left everything and gave up her life and sacrificed it for her children. They kind of have to get onto the bandwagon and fit into my life. And they do. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I, I, I take it in my stride almost. I, I don't plan about it. I like whatever the situation, when it, when it comes along, we handle it. Um, I've learned so much just by the, by raising the boys how different they are. It's amazing to see them grow, to see them growing character and to and to sometimes feel like, oh my word, we've done well and then sometimes feel, oh my word, we failed so much. What what can we do to fix this? There's no right or wrong. There's no golden rule that, that fit that fits everyone, suits everyone. It's I love the the conversations now that they're bigger. I love the cuddles. I love the when they, my little ones, now sometimes he, he's, he doesn't say mama or papa anymore. He's like, your ma, your pa. I'm like, you are five for the life of me. I will be your mama forever. But um, those, just those special moments, the jokes, the family, the, the bonding. I don't like the fighting and I don't like the yelling and I don't like, like, I just don't like that. But it's part of the growing up and it's part of the training them and it's part of the teaching them. But I think, just the idea of having this clang around you and and we a tribe it's a tribe and and we belong together and as long as we are together we're okay that is what i love it's like i always i want us to be under the same roof i don't want us to be some like one be there one be there if i know we're all okay then i'm okay it almost feels like i'm speaking to a mom waiting for her baby which is true i'm wait i'm speaking to a mom waiting for her baby and and i want to take all fear out of um being a mom or delivering a baby because it's so like like you wanting to have this baby should be more remarkable than the fear of delivering the baby you know i i don't i love these conversations because they they're not about making you feel insecure that you don't have it's to make you feel like you you are part of it you know what's the one thing that's going to be in your baby bag that no one knows about like i had a chocolate in mine and I had headphones, which is something. Oh, and I remember my husband the other day, probably like a month ago, found our delivery playlist because we had these images of us playing music while the baby's being delivered. And we forgot about it. But we forgot about it. And only four years later found it. And he played me the playlist two months ago for the first time because we never played it at any of the deliveries. So what's what's the one thing that, that is in your nappy bag that none of us know about? <laughs> I'm glad you, you spoke about what you had because it reminded me. Um, at my baby shower in Cape Town, I have a, a, an amazing godly friend who suggested the following, and that's what we're going to do. So I have anointing oil in my baby bag. So the moment anointing oil, the baby's going to come out, and we're going to pray over her and anoint her with oil and get her ready for for life. Where do you find anointing oil? Oh, it's actually myrrh. It's I, I'm, I think my husband bought it in Israel. So... Um, I've got goosebumps just talking about it. 
so my my guy, I told him, I said to him, this is what we're going to do. So just so you know, and he's like, can you just wait until I get the placenta out? Because I'm going to cry so much and then I'm not going to see what. Just don't drop it into her eye, okay? Like, if you're going to anoint the baby, just put it, do you put it on her hair? Or where do you put the anointing with? Forehead. I really hope and I, and I pray with you that it's, it's a special moment. And please take pictures for us. Will you share some online? Yes, we will definitely. We have a photographer. That's the other thing we never had, a photographer. Who thinks of that? No, listen, everything changed. I'm so glad I get to do a do-over. I promise you. Oh, so who else do you invite? Is it only your husband, you and the photographer? Yes, yes. No, nobody else. I, I, I always, I mean, I've heard that people do, do playlists and music, but I'm, I'm like, what, I'm like also like, I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to forget. So I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I mean, with my second baby, my husband was in the gym. He wasn't even with me. So, yeah, I hope, I, I please pray that your husband is not on the road, that he's with you. Is he with you now? He is with me now. Can we speak to him? Sorry, he dropped a child off at the, at the beach just now. I'll just call him if I want to hear his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ask him on WhatsApp quickly. I've got it in front of me. A letter, Johanny Winkler is married to, to Heinz Winkler. So she's, she's trying to WhatsApp him now to ask where he is. He's typing, he's typing. Heinz Winkler is typing. Oh, what do you call him on, on the phone? Um, no, he's actually Heinz Winkler. You know why? Because I had him as my husband and my love and my babe and my, I don't know, whatever. And I have to send his number to so many people. And then they get my babe and my love and my whatever. And I'm like, okay, you're just going to be behind. While he's typing, I might as well talk about you. Uh, if you want to check out Aleta's website, it's alettawinkler.com. What I'm fascinated about is an image consultant and style business. So a consultant in stylist And on it, you can train with SA Image Academy. So have a look at what they do. Train with SA Image and be part of a global movement. I actually know some of the women that have taken part in this movement. It was so lovely to see them uh, at your baby shower as well and to see how they, they dress so well. <laughs> <laughs> they should I write in my yellow And they were all like be- Beautifully Beautifully dressed But go and check it out Even the website is amazing There's outline courses That you can do Day one Day two uh, And I guess longer ones as well But go and check it out uh, And it is on AlettaWinkler.com uh, With SA Image If you want to If you want to check it out What did Hans say? He is still driving back From the beach Oh it's fine Tell him that we are talking To the number one SA Style Guru Mom, and we are so sorry that he couldn't be part of this podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so flattered. Listen, all the best with your baby, and have you, have you done your perineum exercises? Oh my word, no. I don't need anything. <laughs> it feels like this baby's falling out already. Wait, I have to tell you this. So, in one of the, in one of the books, it was one of the older books that someone gave to me, they, they show you with a mirror how your husband has to massage your perineum. And it was the craziest picture I've ever seen. I actually think I put it on Instagram at the time and I had to remove it again. <laughs> so, Aleta Johanny Winkler is Heinz Winkler massaging your perineum. <laughs> No, he's not. I can with confidence say he's massaging my feet and my back, but not not my perineum. No. <laughs> On that note, this was a baby branch podcast, and we once ventioned best to for your befalling. We wish you only the best with your delivery. May it go well. Amen. <laughs>